So without further ado, let's turn it over to Raymond Hudson. Hi, Central Christian Church. Man, I am so glad that I've been given the opportunity to speak with you today. I just want to pause for a moment and just tell you how amazing Tim is. I mean, I know you've met him. I know you've hung out with him. But I've known Tim when he was just in college, the same guy, the same height. So exciting. But him and Tiffany are so great. And they were nice to me, um, this snot-nosed freshman kid at Central Bible College. And it's just such a privilege, uh, really, to know him and to be around him. And um, I'm just excited to engage with you today. If you're like me, I don't know what your, your week has been like, but I had to cut my own hair. So if you can see my, I tried to give myself a little fade. And so I'd love for you to comment below, like, what have you done that you don't normally do? Go ahead and comment below. There'll be people that'll engage with you online. But man, again, I'm so thankful to be here. And I just want to introduce myself as Raymond Hudson. I'm launching a church actually in Berkeley, California, and I have the most beautiful family uh, you have ever seen. And so we're going to, I'm going to show you guys a few uh, pictures here. So if you can't tell, that's me. I cut my hair, so I look a little bit different. Uh, This is my beautiful wife, Rachel. Uh, This is little Leo. He is um, amazing. He, He always listens. He never gets frustrated. So that's Leo. The same with the rest of my kids. They're perfect. Um, so they never argue with us. They always do exactly what we want them to do. So that's Gabriella, uh, that's Zeke, and that is Bella. So that is our family. I wish I could give you a hug right now and a high five and introduce myself in person, but so glad to be with you guys today. Uh, it's funny, Tim asked me to um, come and speak to you guys and as I was thinking and I was praying about it, I just thought, man, I'm just, I'm excited to be with another church family to express in the midst of everything that's going on right now in our world and our society and probably what's going on in your life, just the timeless truths of Scripture. And I believe that they're applicable for our everyday lives. And so as we look at um, our title, How to Live Through a Bad Day, I don't know about you, but I've had so many bad days. And one in particular, which is a continual thing, is not necessarily bad, but my kids always are running around through our house. And if you are at home right now and you're working from home, you know what I mean if you've got kids, that it just seems like they never, ever uh, do exactly what we want them to do. And so, man, it's interesting in this time and in this season. And so we're continuing our series on um, how to live through a bad um, day. And I'm, I got to watch your message last week. And I must say, Pastor Tim's got some amazing, amazing skills when it comes to speaking. And so I'm a little bit nervous. I'm going to be honest. Uh, He's a great communicator, but I'm excited uh, to be with you today. And so, man, how to survive a bad day. As I'm thinking through that, and I read the passage of Scripture that we're going through, I'm just, it really encouraged me. I love when Pastor Tim last week talked about, man, um, remembering it and talking about it item by item. And so we're going to look at that passage of Scripture again, and it'll be here on the screen. And so it's Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. And this is what it says. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed away. Tim kind of hit on this a little bit, but just all the heroes of the faith that went through so many difficult and bad days, but they didn't allow their circumstances and their situations to get them down. But what they did was they allowed their faith to persevere through them during their bad days. And so they blazed the way. All these veterans cheering us on, it means we'd be better 
get, sorry, it means we'd better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. And it goes on to say, but keep your eyes on Jesus. Man, if we didn't talk about anything else today, I want to encourage you with this. Man, as you are at home right now and you're dealing with circumstances and situations in bad days, I want to encourage you, keep your eyes on Jesus. And so it goes on, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it. Man, study what Jesus did to finish the race because he never lost sight of where he was headed. And I believe that there are so many times when there are circumstances and situations that we're going through and they try to stop us from going exactly where God is uh, taking us. And so the um, exhilarating finish in and with God, he could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. Okay, and then it went on to say this. And now he is there in the place of honor right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item. I love how Pastor Tim said it last week, that, man, we want to look in the midst of our bad days at the items by item of all the things that Jesus did when he had his bad day. That long litany of hostility he plowed through that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Man, that's such a great line that, man, we would look at the items that Jesus did and it would, like not just adrenaline, but it would get us so pumped to persevere through the things that we're going through right now. And so I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to jump in. So God, right now, I thank you for all that you're doing, and I thank you for the story of Jesus. And right now I pray that you'd open our our ears, that we may hear your voice. God, that you'd open our eyes, that we may see all the things that you wanna show us today. God, we love you and praise you. It's in Jesus' name, amen. Man, how to live through a bad day. Man, we know here at Central that you have been through bad days, and maybe right now, you're going through a bad day. And we're hoping that as we, we uh, journey through this passage of Scripture and through this series, that you would learn this from the passage, how to keep your eyes on Jesus, how to study how he did it, and how to go over the story item by item. So today I want to answer this question, and Tim brought this up last week. How did Jesus survive his worst day so we can bring our best to difficult and challenging circumstances? How is that possible? How can we learn from this story of Jesus and not just learn from it, but even thrive? Is it possible in the season that we're in right now to thrive? So I believe we can pull principles Um, from this very story and survive everything that we're going through right now. Last week, Tim talked about forgiveness. And I don't know about you, but it's so difficult to forgive people when they hurt us or when they do things against us or our family. And so 
although it's difficult and although it's hard, I believe without forgiveness, we're missing out on the most important thing that God wants to do in our lives sometimes because when we don't forgive, it actually hinders our purpose. But man, what a great message last week where he talked about forgiveness and how um, when those who hurt you, if you choose to forgive them, you're doing exactly what Jesus did. And so Pastor Tim last week said this, what? Man, forgive everyone who hurts you. Who? Man, whoever it is. And then he said, man, how? He said, pray for them every day. I want to just stop on that and say, I want to encourage you. Man, when you pray, and Pastor Tim said this last week, being vulnerable with you guys about people that he had to forgive. But when you pray for people, man, it changes your viewpoint and how you um, think about them and what your viewpoint is on the situation. So pray for them. And then lastly, why? Because forgiven people forgive. I want to encourage you today that in order for us to move on to our next step uh, in this process, in this journey of this series, you have to start with that very important point that Pastor Tim brought to us last week, that you have to forgive. And I love how he said, man, forgiving is not reconciliation. Those are two separate things. But forgiveness allows to a release in your own heart and in your own spirit where you're not consumed with the hurt. And it's so funny when we're dealing with a hurt from someone else, um, you may be thinking about it day in and day out, but the person you hurt may not even remember what that is. And so, man, we're going to move on to our next step. And so I'm, I'm hoping that all of you guys this past week have worked through these areas of forgiveness. And so now we're moving on to our next step. And so in Luke 23, 39 through 43, this is what we see Jesus um, saying on the cross. And it says, one of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed. So you're the Messiah. And it's funny, as I was reading through this passage, I thought, man, this is just like those people who we need to forgive, who they, um, in one hand, maybe have been nice to you. In the other hands, they're talking about you. They're um, telling you how bad you are or accusing you. And so we see this, that even at the cross, Jesus was being accused. Even at the cross, he was dealing with people hurting him on his bad day. And so it says, so you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself, but us too, while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God, even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. And he goes on to say, then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied this, and this is the most important thing that we're going to talk about today. I assure you today, you will be with me in paradise. Today I want to talk to you about how bad days can't derail your purpose. How bad days can't derail your purpose this point right here is so important because when you truly understand why you're here and you look at Jesus and how he knew and understood why he was here, why he existed, that nothing in life, nothing could kill his purpose because his purpose 
drove everything about him. And so today is all about purpose. And so I want, to, want you to know this. Point number one for today is this. In order for you to not allow um, the, a bad day to derail your purpose, you have to know it. You have to know why are you here. And so I want to read this passage of Scripture, and it's found in Ephesians 2.10. And I believe it, it starts with understanding that you have been created on purpose, You've been created on purpose, and when you understand that, then you understand that you've been created for purpose. And so this is what it says in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. It says, God saved you by his grace. Man, if we just pause there, I want you to know this, that if you're sitting there right now and you don't know who God is, or you are struggling in your faith, or you're just interested, I want you to know that there's a God who loves you so much and there's nothing you have to do except for receive all that he wants to give you. And so it says here, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. So I'm going to read you Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. And so although it's not on the screen, I want to encourage you, go ahead and grab your Bible. Go ahead and grab your phone. We want you to know, even though I'm reading it um, from my Bible, man, we believe in the Bible. And so we want to encourage you throughout your week, man, utilize your Bible as you're going throughout your days. But Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says this, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And he goes on to say this, and you can't take credit for this, for it is a gift from God. I just want to pause there for a moment, and I want you to know that if you are new to faith, or you are still journeying through understanding what is it to have a relationship with God, I want you to know that it is a free gift if you don't remember anything from today, I want to encourage you that in the midst of your bad days, the best thing that you can have is a relationship with Jesus. And so he goes on to say this in verse 9, salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. This is what I believe about you. And maybe you didn't walk in wondering about this question, but I want you to understand this because when you understand it, then our God can truly work in and through you and your bad days will not derail your purpose. And it's this, you've been created on purpose, for purpose. That God has masterfully created you. God has chosen you for purpose and on purpose. And see, Jesus, he knew his purpose. Jesus understood his purpose and nothing, I mean nothing can, could stop him from accomplishing that purpose. Not someone going against him, not uh, difficulties, not troubles, not problems. He understood his purpose. And it answers these things for you, these questions. Why are you here? Because you can endure your worst day when you understand why 
you are here. You specifically have been created on purpose, for purpose. And there are two reasons why we exist. Now, there's many debates about this, like why are we here? What has God placed us on this planet for? But I believe there are two specific reasons why you, specifically you, are here. The first reason is this, that that you have been created for relationship with God. That's the beginning of your purpose, that God desired relationship with you. And then number two, he wants you to love and serve people so hard that when they experience you, they experience God and they choose to love him also. So man, how do we survive our, our worst day? How do, we, how do we live life on purpose? It's that we have to start with knowing why we are here. Man, there are so many people in need of the life-changing power and word of Jesus. And so number one, you have to know your purpose. And number two is this, you have to follow Jesus daily. Every day when we look at the life of Jesus, we see that as he walked throughout his day, in the midst of his worst day, he knew that he had and needed Jesus. At the beginning of his worst day, he was praying for God's help. And that's the same for us. And so I want to read this passage of scripture. It's found in John 5, 19 through 20. And this is what it says. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. That is such an important line that you, specifically you, can do nothing by yourself. And so as you're thinking about working through your worst day or your bad day, if we follow the example of Jesus, we realize this, that he could do nothing, nothing without God. And so he said, man, the son can do nothing by himself. And so he goes on. He does only what he sees the father doing. It's so funny. When I read that passage of scripture, I think to myself like, in order for this to happen, it's almost like every morning you've got to get up and talk to God. It's almost like every morning you've got to open your Bible and you've got to choose to get your orders from God to say, God, I know that you've created me on purpose for purpose. What is your will for me today? And the reason why that's so important is that in order for you to not allow bad days to derail your purpose, you have to make sure that daily, daily you're seeking the face of God. I love that in scripture it talks about how, uh, man, Jesus, when he left, he sent us the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit could guide and give us wisdom for every day. And so we need to follow. And so he goes on to say this, he does only what he sees his father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. So I want you to go ahead and grab your Bible again or grab your phone, and we're going to read the next passage of Scripture. And so it's John 5, 19 through 20. And this is what it says. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The Son can do nothing by himself. 
And so I just want to pause there for a moment, and I want you to understand this, that as you go through your life, and if you're looking at, man, how do I not allow a bad day to derail my purpose, I have to realize that I can do nothing without God. As you look all throughout Scripture, you see that Jesus daily would pull away from everyone else to, to experience and to encounter God. And so I would pause right now and I'd say this to you, that if daily you're not pulling away to seek the face of God, then it's going to be um, difficult for you to know exactly what he wants you to do. And so I want to encourage you today, be people who are passionate about meeting with God. Be people who take time every single day to pursue the face of God, because when you do that, a bad day can't derail your purpose. And so the passage goes on to say this, whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he is doing. I love this passage of scripture. It doesn't say that God shows him some things. It doesn't say that uh, Jesus does what he wants and then at some points in his life he asks God for his opinion. But it says that, man, Jesus, everything he does, everything, everything he does, God is showing him what to do. And so then the passage goes on to say say this, In fact, the Father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will truly be astonished. And so as I look at this passage of Scripture, I just realize in my own life, and this is just me, I want to be vulnerable and let you know what I do. Like daily, I have to wake up and seek the face of God, and this is why. Because I'm not that smart. I'm not that wise. And so as I look at and realize that all the circumstances, all the situations that are going on in life right now, if I don't seek God's face, I know that it would be easy for me to allow my bad day to derail why I'm here, why I exist. And so it's so important that daily we follow and follow and follow the voice and the presence of God. And so we move on to our next point, and it's this right here. Point number two is this. Build God's kingdom. Build God's kingdom. Man, we start off with understanding this, that we have to know our purpose, and then we follow Jesus daily, and then lastly, we have to build his kingdom. In order for you to realize that, man, life is more than just our circumstances and our difficulties, we have to understand why we're here, why we exist. Because when we look at it item by item, the life of Jesus, we see that he had many bad days. We see that even the disciples had many bad days, many difficult and hard situations and circumstances. But in the midst of those difficulties, in the midst of those um, hard circumstances, because he knew why he was here, why he existed, man, a bad day couldn't derail his purpose. 
And so lastly, in building God's kingdom, I want to take you to this passage of Scripture, and it's found in Mark 2, 15 through 17. And this is an interesting story. This is one of my favorite stories in the Bible because as you look at this story, we see that there were religious uh, rulers of the day who tried to derail the purpose of Jesus. And in derailing or in trying to derail that purpose, they tried to hinder Jesus from building God's kingdom. I said this earlier that there are two reasons why we're here. Man, to love God and realistically help others to love him also. To love and serve people so hard that when they experience you, they just want and desire God. And there are always going to be things. There are always going to be circumstances and situations that will try to hinder your purpose. And so Mark 2, 15 through 17 says this. Again, go ahead and grab your Bible or your phone. It says that later Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. But when the teachers of religious law, who were Pharisees, saw them eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with such scum? It's funny, even in this passage of Scripture, at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, there were people trying to derail his purpose. And I want you to understand this, that even when we choose to not forgive, that will allow people to derail your purpose. Because Man, forgiving people releases us to accomplish the will of God, I believe. And so in building God's kingdom, we see that Jesus' purpose was even at the beginning of his ministry trying to be derailed by people. But Jesus went on to say this in verse 17. And it's so funny when you read uh, through the Bible, you see that Jesus is such a smart man. And as you look throughout this passage and really throughout the Gospels, you see so many people trying to catch Jesus up or to derail why he was here, but he stood firm. And so he goes on to say this in verse 17. When Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they're righteous, but those who know they're sinners. I want you to know this about life. There will always be people who try to derail the purpose that you've been created for. Always. This will always happen. And as we look to our theme passage in Hebrews, where it encourages us to take everything that Jesus did, everything that Jesus said, Item by item, we look throughout his story, we see that in the midst of people trying to derail Jesus' purpose, he didn't allow it to happen because he knew why he was here. He followed God every single day, and he lived to build 
God's kingdom. Man, uh, God has given you, specifically you, such a huge realm of influence. I love the church. I love the diversity that God gives each and every one of us because we all have different people that we interact with. We all have different jobs that we go to every day. We have different influences. And so when we understand that, we realize this, that the church is less about a building that we all can't gather in right now, but the church is you. The church is me. And so as we look at the story of Jesus, we really realize that Jesus lived on purpose every single day. Every single day of his life, Jesus focused on his purpose and the plan and the reason why he existed. And as you look at all the scriptures we read today, he did not allow people to get in the way of why he is here. You know what he did? He put all of his preferences aside. I believe that sometimes our bad days derail our purpose because we allow our preferences to get in the way. We allow our wants and our desires. Sometimes the very bad day that we have is actually because we have allowed the wrong things to guide our lives. And when you truly live life on purpose for the building of God's kingdom, you set aside those treasures and those wants and you realize that life is all about your one. I know that Pastor Tim talks about this. I know that in his office, he's got this huge jar of every person in this community, in this area who needs Jesus. Why are we here? We're here so that people can fall in love with Jesus. Why are we looking at Jesus' story item by item by item? Because we realize that Jesus is showing us why we're here. Jesus was all about seeing those who were lost come to Jesus. And so maybe right now you don't know who Jesus is. Maybe right now you're thinking, Ray, you don't understand the bad days that I've had. You're talking about your bad days with your kids, but you don't realize what I'm going through. You don't realize the, the people I have to lay off. Or Ray, you don't realize what's, that I have nothing in my bank account. Or Ray, you don't realize that right now I'm without a job. And I want you to know this. You are right. I don't know what you're going through right now, but I know this. That if we look at the example of Jesus, he shows us that when we are at our worst, when our bad days seem to be becoming more bad days and more bad days and more bad days, Jesus shows us that God is with us. I want you to know today that God is with you. I believe that when you're going through bad days, when you're going through difficult and dire circumstances, the best thing that you can have on your side is God. And I think the, the item that Jesus shows us is that we all need a relationship with Jesus. That was his purpose. His purpose was that, man, he came so that we could have everlasting life with God. I love how the Bible says this. 
that greater love hath no man than that he lay down a life for a friend. I want you to know that Jesus' purpose was to lay down his life for you. And so if you've never given your life to Jesus, I want you to know this, that it is the greatest decision that you'll ever make. And it's not that he will fix every single problem that you're going through, but his promise is this, that he'll always be with you. The Bible says this, that if you confess with your mouth that he is Lord and believe in your heart that, Christ raised, that God raised him from the dead, you can be saved. And how do you not allow a bad day to derail your purpose? You have to start with, man, giving God your life. And when you do that, man, you learn your purpose. You understand the importance of following Jesus every day. And you build his kingdom. Man, it's been so great being with you guys today. And I want to encourage you with this, that in your bad days, when your problems seem so large and you feel like there's nothing that you can do, I want you to know that there's a God who's bigger than your problems. Father, I thank you today for your word. God, I thank you that in the midst of our bad days, you are still a great God. And I just pray today that we would take your word, apply it to our lives, and I pray that you would guide us every day.